Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Family Meal Podcast. My name is Grace. Thank you so much for tuning in. And today we have a very special guest. That is my mom. (laughs) Hello, mom. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Grace. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for joining me. So today, um, I didn't tell you anything about really what we're doing today. Um, I had this great idea. I don't know if you've seen this trend on the internet, but it's like, celebrities read mean tweets <laughs> and I kind of in my head had like oh I'll have an executive chef read mean open table reviews okay so just for those of you who don't know I know I've mentioned before on this podcast my mother is an executive chef I tend to work with her I work in her restaurant um, so mom maybe you want to introduce yourself a little bit to the audience I am the executive chef and the general manager of a restaurant that is um trying to make things work in the time of COVID and um, you know love what I do been cooking for years and I've owned and operated my own restaurant as well for a while but uh, now I am working working for a nonprofit running their restaurant for them what kind of food do you like to make mom what's your style like to make what's your style oh my style well I I like to be inspired by something. So whether it's the season or the atmosphere of what's happening that night um, or anything else, I, I just love to take something like that and run with it. Lovely. So yeah, I was gonna, in my head, I was like, oh, I'll have her read mean open table reviews. But to your credit, there's like very few that are recent and relevant. And I know all of them you have read and have like, laughed at hysterically um or or said some choice or (laughs) (laughs) um but i did think it would still be kind of fun to like we'll we'll touch on a few kind of vaguely and then maybe we would address some nice open table reviews too to kind Mm -hmm. of call it even you know um okay so you know just because i i think it'll kind of spur you know a lot of conversations i know we've had in the restaurant about you know how we're doing things and how procedures have Mm -hmm. changed Mm -hmm. um so let's, you know, we'll start on a nice note. Um, this one was actually recent. I don't know if you saw this one. Um, our family had a wonderful outdoor dining experience here. Everything was we ate and drank was delicious and the service was top notch, including our server carrying our food all the way out to the top of the stairs at the side door while we moved our table due to rain while also juggling an umbrella. This was the first restaurant experience since the pandemic began we went thinking it would be a one-time special occasion for us, and now we want to return as soon as we can. We would like to try one of the live cabaret evenings, but note that you can still get your show tunes, blah, 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 on the choir. Um, we felt completely safe COVID-19-wise, which was important to us, but you can also do curbside pickup, and so it's a great way to support this organization. Great. So, yeah, what did you, you know, that was obviously the other night mm-hmm. when it was pouring rain. <laughs> I was the server <laughs> juggling the literally juggling the umbrella but what do you think about that and you know they were talking about safety right so what do you think about how has well I know COVID has obviously changed everything but talk a little bit about your experience in terms of people's safety in the restaurant well it's it's also interesting because this is new 
in every perspective to us. Not only opening a restaurant outside, um, so there are new lo physical logistics to deal with, including carting tables in and out on a daily basis. Of course, we're at the mercy of the weather. Um, and we have all these safety issues that we also have to address. And there is no, there's nothing to look at to say, oh, we'll do what they did because it's new to all of us. So it was like opening a new restaurant when we decided to do the outdoor dining, but with, with no map to follow right. and nothing to look at for a frame of reference. So everything had to be created. Some of it was by trial and error. Some of it was error, <laughs> but you know, you live and you learn and you hope that people are, and for the most part have been, just appreciative that we're making the effort to do it right and um, you know, keep them safe. And, you know, given the governor's guidelines, you know, I took those, but I think that we went above and beyond all those guidelines as far as what we're doing at the restaurant um, as a trying to be on the other side as someone who's coming out and what would make me feel safe because we want people to come back. Right. You know, and I, that's actually kind of a running theme among a lot of these reviews. A lot of them say the safety protocols were above and beyond what I expected, were above what other restaurants are doing. Um, so a lot of people have felt, uh, you know, someone said we greatly appreciated all the COVID precautions, felt surprisingly comfortable dining out for the first time since quarantine began. Um, so I, I think we've definitely done that. I, my, <laughs> okay, this one's great. You'll love this one. Um, this one uh, from somebody from uh, just a couple days ago said, everything about the food and service was great. The only, they gave you four out of five stars. Everything about the food and service was great. The only negative is the chairs were very uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, you just can't do everything. You can't do everything. I didn't even see that one until just now. Uh, okay. Um, I wonder which chairs they were sitting in. Probably the metal ones. The outdoor chairs. I gotta think it's the yeah. metal ones. Because the other ones are normal chairs and we've never had a complaint about the normal chairs. Uh, okay, we love people. Um, we'll, we'll do this one. I know we've talked about this instance because this was a couple nights ago with the man who we charged, uh, a, for context, we, um, we have certain nights we have live entertainment at our restaurant and we usually charge, we have a price fix for dinner and then there's an additional cover charge, quote unquote, because you're seeing the entertainment that night. That's rolled into that dinner charge. Right. So it's, it's kind of, if you were just dying there, you would say, oh, that's the price. Um, and you wouldn't maybe know that, although I think it does say it on the menu, there is, the, that that includes, includes the a cover charge, and you just might not know how much that is right off the bat. But I think I even mentioned this in my last episode, there was two parents who brought two young children, and they were, oh, well, technically three young children, yeah, one was an infant, but two, they were a table of four, shall we say, and they were offended that they were charged really only one additional cover charge to cover their two children who took up seats at the restaurant how do you <laughs> i already know how you feel about it but how do you feel about that you know and how do you feel about the kind of feelings people are having about um the changing of status quos sort of a thing you know that's obviously new right it's it's not normal to just kind of go out to our restaurant and there's a price six part of that as a cover charge you know how do you feel about how you've been seeing people respond to changes of rules in a lot of ways. You know, we've talked about it a little bit in other contexts. I mean, 
you know, people are very, very used to sort of being spoon-fed everything that they need to know mm -hmm. and assuming the rest. This is a whole new world and you cannot take anything for granted. I mean, those people specifically that, that you talked about um, made a reservation online. They did not call. Now, I spend as probably as many hours of my day cooking as I do answering the phone and fielding numerous questions from people because this is a new thing for us this is a new thing for them they have lots of questions well how does it work and when does the entertainment start and what nights do you have entertainment what you know so that's fine that's what I do I answer their questions if you have any questions or if, you know if your finances are limited and perhaps you're not prepared to spend it, it's up to you to make the effort to find out what is the situation, you know, how much does it cost? You know, you're bringing children to a restaurant, you should have known right off the bat when we didn't offer a children's menu that maybe this isn't appropriate for children. Um, and that we even accommodated, we're able to accommodate because we're a very small restaurant and the food that you see on the menu is all the food I have in my house. There's no like, you know, chicken nuggets lying around. We don't have them. If it's not on my menu, we don't have it. So that we were even able to accommodate those children was fortunate. Um, and, you know, but it, it is, uh, you taking up a seat, you know, taking up two seats that we could have sold at full price. And we only charged you half price for the entertainment and didn't get any money from, well, got very little money for the food. <laughs> um, but a fraction of, you know, so basically each of those seats cost him $25 that we could have gotten $70 for. And I thought that we were being accommodating and he was furious that, you know, that he was charged for that. So, you know, again, all I can say is do your due diligence. If you're going out to eat, if you, you know, even pre-COVID days, if you could walk into any restaurant and say, I need something gluten-free, I need something, you know, with no nuts, I need, you know, whatever it is, and that might not have been a problem, you can't assume that right now. We are all struggling to stay alive financially. Um, pricing in all restaurants has changed. Some of my favorite restaurants I'm seeing, you know, that used to be able to go in and have a drink and have a couple of appetizers, you know, just for fun, they don't do that anymore because they have only 25% of the seats that they can get inside and have outside. They need to get every dollar out of those seats. You'll see a lot of restaurants doing prefix outside now because they need to maximize the dollar value of those seats for themselves. And that's not being greedy that's just to stay alive that's for survival that's right truly yeah talk a little bit more about you know we're obviously a small kitchen we're a small crew i get this every time i'm out on the floor someone's like well don't you have mm -hmm. and it's like no a steak back there <laughs> don't you have something hiding back there like <laughs> it's like no you know but and I know that was always true for us mm -hmm. but i know it's especially true now it's like no i don't just have I don't just buy food like in case somebody orders, yeah. you know, I know that you've talked a lot about how food costs have increased for you. Like the whole supply Absolutely. chain is affected by COVID, That's right? right? You know, so it's not even just like, yeah, your prices, you know, a customer might say, oh, you know, this place's prices have gone up. They, it seems even like what you just said, it seems greedy, but it's like, no, A, I'm maximizing money, but B, my costs have gone up, right. gone up as a chef, right? right? Suddenly it's way more expensive to buy, you know, X, Y, and Z. We talked about it with butter. 
Yeah. Like butter has gone up. And not only that, not only has my price gone up, but now some of my purveyors are saying, you know what, we're not delivering unless it's a $500 order or more. Mm. Or we don't split cases anymore. You got to take a whole case. Mm -hmm. So we have to be really, you know, carefully editing what we put on the menu. So what I can give my guests that's the best quality, the freshest product, you know, I have to really, um, you know, handpick. Now let's talk about something because this just made me think of it. This is not a complaint I saw on Open Table, but it's one I know <laughs> we get plenty of times. Um, everybody's favorite topic of conversation: substitutions, yeah. right? And I know it's a it's a bone that you you have to pick with certain people when you know they say, "Can't I get the short ribs with the?" sweet potatoes from the salmon dish can't I mix and match these things and make a Frankenstein plate and you go absolutely not (laughs) talk a little bit about that I know that doesn't really have to do with COVID but I it's an important perspective that I I like hearing you talk about so there's a number of reasons for this from my perspective number one again we are a very small kitchen when we have in general times when we know it's a busy night we have 70 people coming in for dinner we know from past experience because we actually track these things you know well that means 70 people means we'll probably sell about 25 short ribs we'll sell about 25 orders of fish so therefore the side dishes that accompany those we are also doing fairly close now not exactly if somebody comes in and says i'd like the short ribs but i can't have the pasta on the side that comes with that because I need something gluten-free. You know, we do need to be able to accommodate that. But as an artiste, (laughs) I spend a tremendous amount of time working out my menus and my accompaniments and what goes with them. This isn't a diner, okay? This is cuisine. This isn't just food. When I braise my short ribs with maple bourbon, you know, braising liquid, you know, and somebody wants a side of pasta marinara with that. What? Eck. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, with my luck, they'll have the nerve to complain on open table that, oh, the food was awful. Well, you didn't have it like we meant you to have it. Mm. And um, so that's a reason in and of itself not to. And, and again, we're not a diner. This isn't like you pick and choose your sides. If you have a dietary issue, just tell me. I can't have gluten. I will give you something appropriate that has right. no gluten. But don't tell me what to give you. Um, and if I do it for you, I have to do it for everybody. Well, I don't have a gluten issue, but I don't like mashed potatoes. And I want this instead, and I want that instead. No, please just take the dish as we meant it to be. And you know what? If you never had rutabagas before, maybe you'll like them on this plate because they're, they marry with everything else that's going on in that plate. Give it a shot. You're a grown-up, you know? <laughs> I'm hoping you're not you're not a little kid. Give it a shot. You know, there's still surprises in life sometimes. Sometimes most unexpected thing can be like for me. I hated Brussels sprouts until I had Brussels sprouts cooked a way that I really liked them, and then I was like, oh, big fan of Brussels sprouts. Right. We're here for Brussels sprouts. Um, this is one I know. I know you've read um, someone who made a notion of their anniversary on open table, and it wasn't acknowledged properly by you know the staff, their server, and they were. A little bit embarrassed that 
another table at one point we brought out a lovely mini cake for them because it was also their anniversary and we had little sparklers on it and the reviewer felt very embarrassed that this other table's anniversary was acknowledged in quite a big way but theirs wasn't acknowledged at all and i will open with saying um just because you put something in your open table notes does not mean you we make no promises, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. We we have no standard, like, oh, if it's your anniversary, we'll give you this or we'll do this. I mean, you're allowed to tell us and we'll be like, oh, happy anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the best that we do, the worst that we do with something, a notation like that in Open Table is, um, you know, oh, it's their anniversary. Make sure we put them at a nice table over on the corner right. or on the side. You know, don't don't put them in a heavy traffic area. That's the least we do. Often, my front house manager will bring out a couple flutes with a little sip of champagne and congratulations and, you know, we don't comp desserts, you know, we don't, you know, we don't have balloons and confetti. I mean, um, I've, I've worked other places where they have specific plates of desserts that say, like, happy birthday right. or happy anniversary. And we, you know what? It's a lovely do thing to it do. It is lovely. It's great. Go there for your anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... Though that specific night, those people, actually the 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 children called and asked me if I would make a cake for their parents for their anniversary, and they paid for it. Right. You know. So, you know, why you were embarrassed, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, and and again, we don't usually do we we put you know a candle or a sparkler in for a birthday or something like that. We don't usually do that for an anniversary. It's not really a candle sparkler kind of apropos thing I think like I said we usually try at best to send out a little sip of champagne for people to have a toast but the, you put that in there expecting something for free you know I'm sorry that's just that's not how we operate maybe there are restaurants that do that and you know what I know there's people that put that kind of stuff all the time just to get something for free right anniversary or birthday or not it's always someone's birthday Sure. <laughs> it's always someone. Give me some cake. Anything. I'll take anything. No, I know people like that too, now that I think about it, who they always like, if you go out with a the group, they're always like, oh, and it's so-and-so's birthday. I'm like, no, it's not. And they're like, shh. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Get free dessert. You might get something. I don't know. You know it's worth a shot. Fridays does that. Fridays we, does we that. We don't do that. Yeah. You know, our, our desserts are handmade. They, they're, you know, they're expensive to make. And, you know, again, we just don't generally give them out willy-nilly. If you want a dessert, and you know, if it's your birthday, order something for dessert, we'll put a candle in it, the staff usually sings, um, and also sometimes people put notes like that because they just want a quiet table, and they would die of embarrassment if we came out singing. That's true. You know? I would die of embarrassment <laughs> if our front of house manager and some of our staff came out singing for me. I Because we are not a very vocally talented bunch, let me just yes. say. I always, when I look at that review, I always think it's like somebody's, um, well, they say dinner with my husband. So I always think it's just a wife that's like, why did they get a cake on, what, you didn't call them and get them, get, tell them to make me, I don't know why I read it that way, but I just sort of feel like that. I hope that's not the case, obviously. This was quite a novel that somebody had posted. They said they had a lot to say about the musicians, which I think I've already mentioned on this podcast, I felt was kind of unfair. Um, said a lot about you know, the servers in particular, the server who delivered my drink was so shaky that a lot of it spilled onto the tray. I seriously don't think we saw the same server twice. There was a lack of professionalism from the servers, um, which I, I feel like, 
your one of your biggest gripes about the service was that your server was a little shaky and it spilled on their tray. Like it didn't spill on your lap. It's yeah. a little bit of a like okay, you don't know that server, it could have been their first night. I mean, we have a lot of servers who are either new to serving or new to the carriage house. like, Or it's also 90 degrees and they could have been just ready to pass out. Right. <laughs> it, know, that is true. Guys, and it's a long walk. <laughs> you know, our, our setup, it's not just right outside our doors is where you sit. It can be, you know, we have a lot of outdoor space. And if you're at one of the far reaches of that space, even if you're one of the closer reaches, it's not that close. So it can be a long walk. Especially you're, if you're coming from the bar, our yeah. inside bar, and going all the way down to the, far end. to the far end. Like, yeah, I'm I'm hot. A lot of that is in direct sun, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, I just felt like, and I also never understood the comment, like, I don't think we saw the same server twice, you know? And I was like, so you had a lot of different servers that helped you out, you know? I, I didn't kind of understand the critique there. I mean, I guess it's like you didn't see your server a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like, well, there was also 75 people there and your server had five other tables and you know what, maybe you just seemed like you were good and and they were kind of running around like a crazy person, which is common well, for us. And you know, again, in light of COVID, we have had to hire, uh, when we have a busy show night, we have four people that are dedicated to things that we never had people dedicated to before. True. Actually, there's five. So there's a food... Well, we used to have a food runner, but there's a, a food runner. Um, there are... There's one person that just manages bathroom, uh, restroom uh, queues. So in other words, you can't have people lining up inside the building waiting to use the restroom. Which is normal for us because we usually have one single stall restroom. So in previous times, we would have a line like down half the dining room of people waiting to use our one bathroom. Right, right. But we number one, we can't have them in the building waiting. So we, when a guest needs to use the restroom, they tell their server who adds their name to the list. And this one person, you know, manages the list and then goes and gets that person when it's their turn and escorts them in and then cleans the restroom. So now we have a, a, a now we on a busy night, we have a second restroom open in the other building. And so there's somebody that has to manage that. That's the ladies room. So, you know, we have two restroom attendants. Um, you know, we just have a ton of people that are. And, and so we have two hostesses, which we never hostesses. used to have. Nope. We would even rarely have, even have one. one. Yeah. And, um, you know, and sometimes these people, like the restroom attendants, don't really start getting busy until later. I mean, most people don't arrive at a restaurant and have to use the restroom. It's after they've sat and drank and eaten and they want to use the restroom later mm -hmm. or before they leave. So in the beginning of the night, some of those restroom attendants might be attending to other things, seating people, clearing dishes, what, whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, you may not see this. You're gonna see a lot of different people during the course of your meal. I mean, hopefully your server who took your order uh, is probably the p same person that brought you your drinks, not the same person necessarily that brought you your food because that's the food runner's job. Hopefully they checked back and said, how are you enjoying everything tonight? And you know, can I get you any coffee and dessert at the end and bring you your bill? But you're gonna see a lot of, you know, there's gonna be someone coming and filling your water glasses. Right. You know, there's a lot of different people with a lot of different jobs. Again, we, you know, we employed a whole lot of college kids this summer, which was great. Right. Um, but uh, this is this is all new to us. And, you know, 
is is it the worst thing in the world that you, you had all these people? I mean, were you were you waiting for somebody to take your order or to bring you a bill? Right. You know, because otherwise, that really that's what you're complaining about. <laughs> yeah, it's a you know for me it's just like you know if I'm your server but another staff member went and filled you water mm-hmm. as a customer I would have felt like oh that's very nice mm-hmm. you know that this person came around they were filling waters and they came and filled mine and I'm not their table that's nice of you mm-hmm. like oh, I'm glad my water is refilled I don't know it just was a very like weird kind of a and I know that you you've talked about gratuities I mean we are a pool house so that everybody looks in on you. You know, a, a server walking by may see you kind of looking around and say, is everything okay? Can I get you something? They may not be your server, but it is their job to make sure that you're happy as a guest. They did say they felt promptly forgotten about. That was what they said. We felt we were given menus and then promptly forgotten about. So I'll say that. But I also, I think it's funny when people say they're, they're forgotten about because sometimes I'm like, well, was it mean no one came to you when you first sat down? Was it that somebody came to you and you asked for things and you never got them? You know, I'm always just like... And, you know, listen, again, given our setup, and every night it's a different setup based on the number of people are there to get maximum space between the tables. So, in other words, our maximum capacity is about 75, 80. You know, if we only have 60 people coming, we don't put all those tables out so that there's more space for you between the tables. So you... Your safety measures are increased. You know, so the the stations, in other words, the server tonight, no, you've got these four tables. And last night they had only three of those four tables and one over here. And, you know, it changes. And, yes, you know, we're not without error. Sometimes things fall through the cracks. Tables fall through the cracks. They didn't realize, oh, that's in my station. And so they were left for a few minutes. And, again, we just asked for a little bit of patience. Or just say to somebody... Could you please find our server? We're ready to order. Right. We had a situation um, the other night where I had a table that was kind of like, seemed a little perturbed. They weren't my table, but they seemed a little perturbed about something. And they said, you know, could we can't get, we have not been able to get the attention of our server. Could you get somebody to clear our entree dishes for us? They were clearly done. And I was like, well, let me just do it. So I started taking it. But I knew that they had been served and were very friendly with another server who was there that night. And so I went to that server and I was like, go go gloss this over. Like, go make it better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he did. He went over and he's like, oh, don't I know you guys? And they were like, oh, it's our friend. And, you know, that made it, it seemed yeah. like they were like, okay, after mm-hmm. that. You know, they kind of, that glossed it over. But, you know, I think that's a wonderful thing to have in the ecosystem of your restaurant. That, A, your servers all help each other out. Right. You know, that this server, even though this was not going to, I mean, it was going to benefit him because it increases the tips in our tip pool. Mm -hmm. You know, he was just like, of course, I'll go and make this better for the other server whose table it actually is. Right. Because it benefits all of us, you know, and it gave them a better experience instead of just like they felt forgotten about and they had to flex my down to get my you know, whatever. Right. I think people do tend to like that about our restaurant. You know, you Mm -hmm. have a lot of people who like, they know the service staff, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, what about the woman who said, was that your normal service staff or were they stage hands? (laughs) I was like, that you think stage hands like could just be servers and as if like servers could also just be stage hands and those aren't completely different jobs. Ay, ay, ay. That was funny. That's pretty funny. That was like, and I couldn't believe that one because I was like, 
she's like, oh, I've been there before, and it looked like different people. I'm like, when were you last here? Like, yeah, there's some people who are missing and some new people, but, like, the manager's the same. Like... And everybody's got a freaking mask on. How can you recognize anybody? That's true. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. That was a good one. I felt bad. I was like, I don't know if that's insulting to me or if it's insulting to stagehands or who it's insulting to. (laughs) Insulting to everybody. (laughs) Oh. So, yeah. I think that's pretty much all the questions I have for you, Mom. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. Of course. Um, Thank you for joining the podcast. Do you have any closing remarks for people as they venture out into the world and into restaurants again um venture out people for your sanity you need to start just taking little snippets um back and starting to piece your life back together again in in little increments um and listen if you don't feel comfortable in any restaurant personally if you were to walk into my restaurant and say oh my god I do not feel safe here, please tell us, you know, well, what is it that would make you feel safe? And I think any restaurant would say the same thing. If you're not comfortable with the spacing, you know, I know a lot of restaurants don't have the luxury of space that we have. Um, They are supposed to be six feet apart. That's back a chair to back a chair. That's not center a table to center a table. So if you don't feel comfortable, just say, you know what? I'm really not comfortable in this situation. I'm sorry, we're not gonna stay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're the one taking your mask off, not us. So you need to feel very comfortable with with the situation you're putting yourself in. Right, and that being said, you know, make that heard, mm-hmm. you know, and if, I think it's fair to say if a restaurant says, we hear you, then maybe that's a good place to go back to, give a second mm-hmm. shot, and if they say like, yeah, well, you know, them's the breaks kid then you know mm-hmm. maybe that's not a place you want to spend your money you know this there is a little bit of the market will take control here the places that do a really good job i mean even that was the one comment i read that said you know we were just going to do this for a one-time thing but now we would be back knowing yeah. what they're doing and how well they're doing it that's reassuring to us in mm-hmm. what we're doing but i'm sure that's scary to some other people who are cutting corners it's like oh crap yeah. people are coming here not feeling safe and then not coming back right you know right yeah so, you know, do, do please support the restaurant industry from all aspects. It has been a very trying time for us as well. And if you're not comfortable going out, lots of places to do in curbside pickup. It's a great way to support us and um, so us as in all restaurants. And, uh, and you know, because we want to be here when things come back to normal. And... You know, you can see already restaurants are kind of falling off one at a time right now. And we could be in for a very, very long winter um, if, you know, indoor dining doesn't come back. Or if indoor dining comes back with something like 25% capacity, most restaurants can't survive on that. So um, please do what you can if you're at all inclined to uh, keep the industry thriving. Well... Thank you. And uh, <laughs> thank you. Well, as always, thank you so much for tuning in to the Family Meal Podcast. Please venture out. Please be brave. And please continue to support local restaurants. Thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.